Okay, so if you follow any sort of account on Instagram that has been posting anti-racist material, or if you follow any black creatives in the world, writers, journalists, etc., then you will have probably seen some sort of reading list for books on how to be anti-racist. I have taken today, Ibram Kendi wrote an anti-racist reading list in May of 2019 and gave a little bit of a blurb beneath most of the books. And today I'm going to be reading that off. If you don't know, Ibram Kendi is the person who literally wrote the book on anti-racism. So here's the New York Times article. No one becomes not racist despite a tendency by Americans to identify themselves that way. We can only strive to be anti-racist on a daily basis to continually rededicate ourselves to the lifelong task of overcoming our country's racist heritage. We learn the racist notion that white people have more because they are more, that people of color have less because they are less. I had internalized this worldview by my high school graduation, seeing myself and my race as less than other people and blaming other blacks for racial inequalities. To build a nation of equal opportunity for everyone, we need to dismantle the spurious legacy of our common upbringing. One of the best ways to do this is by reading books. Not books that reinforce old ideas about who we think we are, what we think America is, and what we think racism is. Instead, we need to read books that are difficult or unorthodox that don't go down easily. Books that force us to confront our self-serving beliefs and make us aware that I'm not racist is a slogan of denial. The reading list below is composed of just such books, a combination of classics, relatively obscure works, and a few of recent vintage. Think of it as a stepladder to anti-racism, each step addressing a different stage of the journey toward destroying racism's insidious hold on all of us. Fatal Invention by Dorothy Roberts. No book destabilized my fraught notions of racial discrimination and hierarchy, the belief that each race had different genes, diseases, and natural abilities, more than this vigorous critique of the biopolitics of race. Roberts, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, shows unequivocally that all people are indeed created equal, despite political and economic special interests that keep trying to pressure us otherwise. West Indian Immigrants by Suzanne Model. Some of the same forces that have led Americans to believe that the recent success of black immigrants from the Caribbean proves either that racism does not exist or that the gap between African Americans and other groups in income and wealth is their own fault. But Model's meticulous study, emphasizing the self-selecting nature of the West Indians who emigrate to the United States, argues otherwise, showing me, a native of racially diverse New York City, how such notions, the foundation of ethnic racism, are unsupported by the facts. The Condemnation of Blackness by Khalil Hebron Muhammad Black and criminal are as wedded in America as star and spangled. Muhammad's book traces these ideas to the late 19th century when racist policies led to the disproportionate arrest and incarceration of blacks, igniting urban whites' fears and bequeathing tenacious racist stereotypes. Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston Of course, the black body exists within a wider black culture, one Hurston portrayed with grace and insight in this seminal novel. She defies racist Americans who would standardize the cultures of white people or sanitize, eroticize, erase, or assimilate those of blacks. The Negro Artist and the Racial Mountain by Langston Hughes 
We younger Negro artists who create now intend to express our individual dark-skinned selves without fear or shame, Hughes wrote nearly 100 years ago. We know we are beautiful and ugly too. We are all imperfectly human and these imperfections are also markers of human equality. The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. The Blacker the Berry by Wallace Thurman. Beautiful and hardworking people come in all shades. If dark people have less, it is not because they are less. A moral eloquently conveyed in these two classic novels, stirring explorations of colorism. The Autobiography of Malcolm X and Dying of Whiteness by Jonathan M. Metzl. Malcolm X began by adoring whiteness, grew to hate white people, and ultimately despised the false concept of white supremacy, a killer of people of color. And not only them, low and middle income white people too. As Metzl's timely book shows, with its look at Trump-era policies that have unraveled the Affordable Care Act and contributed to rising gun suicide rates and lowered life expectancies. Locking Up Our Own by James Foreman Jr. Just as Metzl explains how seemingly pro-white policies are killing whites, Foreman explains how blacks themselves abetted the mass incarceration of other blacks beginning in the 1970s. Amid rising crime rates, black mayors, judges, prosecutors, and police chiefs embraced tough-on-crime policies that they promoted as pro-black with tragic consequences for black America. Black Marxism by Cedric J. Robinson Black America has been economically devastated by what Robinson calls racial capitalism. He chastises white Marxists and black capitalists for failing to acknowledge capitalism's racial character and for embracing it as sufficient an interpretation of history founded on European vision of class struggle. Waiting Till the Midnight Hour by Pinol E. Joseph As racial capitalism deprives black communities of resources, assimilationists ignore or gentrify these same spaces in the name of development and integration. To be anti-racist is to not only promote equity among racial groups, but among their space movement, a power movement, a power movement of the 1960s and 1970s understood as well, as Joseph's Chronicle makes clear. How We Get Free, edited by Kiyanga Yamada Taylor, and Well-Read Black Girl, edited by Gloria Edom. I began my career studying and too often admiring activists who demanded black male power over black communities, including over black women whom they placed on pedestals and under their feet. Black feminist literature, including these anthologies, helps us recognize black women as human, levelly human, as the Kahambi River Collective demanded to be seen in 1977. Redefining Realness by Janet Mock and Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde. I grew up in a Christian household thinking there was something abnormal and immoral about queer blacks. My racialized transphobia made Mock's memoir an agonizing read, just as my racialized homophobia made Lord's essays and speeches a challenge. But pain often precedes healing. By not running from the books that pain us, we can allow them to transform us. I ran from anti-racist books for most of my life, but now I can't stop running after them, scrutinizing myself and my society, and in the process, changing both. That's the end of the anti-racism reading list. I also want to throw out there that... Some of the accounts that I follow on Instagram have been giving me a lot of stuff to go off of. Cargill, Erica Hart, and Latavia Young. I'm going to link all of those in the description as well as 
all of the books I just named. Um, it's just going to be a whole bunch of links for this episode. Additionally, there are anti-racism resources on Rachel Ricketts website. Please, if you do end up reading any of these or taking any of these suggestions really seriously or following somebody and getting good information from them, please contribute to them financially as well. I mean, if you would pay $12 to see a movie and you end up getting hours and hours of content from a black creator who's decided to use their time to put together anti-racist resources, then you can probably throw them some money too. There's a lot more to anti-racism than just joining a book club or reading a book, but it's definitely a good place to start getting your mind towards being anti-racist rather than just not racist, because that is not a thing. Thanks, bye.